Blog Talk Radio. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you, guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I am your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And you guys can always reach out to me at any one of my social um, handles on Twitter, Locker underscore report, on Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small caps, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also check out Locker Talk podcast on Facebook as well. So you can be able to see who is the man behind the voice giving you all this NFL knowledge that you will not hear from anywhere else on the face of this entire planet. Again, my name is Barry Barnes. Thanks a lot for tuning in to Locker Talk. As we talk about NFL players that you may don't know about, future NFL stars tomorrow, but we're going to talk about these guys today. Talking about players that came through the NFL Regional Combine platform. Um, working directly with NFL football operations and helping evaluating these players and also creating a new source for these players that are that in the NFL. And for the 2020 season so far, um, the, the players, these pioneers, these standouts, these once unknown talents is really putting together solid, solid years, uh, a solid year this year in the NFL uh, with about 76 players from the platform that are currently on NFL team rosters the most since 2018, the players that are active are really, really putting together some solid plans out there on the field. So today we're going to talk about what happened in week three. We're going to do also talk about or give a preview, even with the HBCU players, what they did in week three, and then we will preview week four. And so with all that being said in terms of what to look out for, we're going to jump right into it. Um, talk about some of the things of some of the players, some of the players' performances from last week. Because last week definitely was, I would say, starting off, it was it wasn't you know fast and furious like the uh, past couple of weeks where players just jumped out of the gate and they just start but you know on the field from the platform. But it did take a little time, and that's when you started to really see how the players are starting to uh, perform. But it was really exciting knowing that for uh, week three that we want to get some play from a quarterback who came through the process in Nick Mullins because when Jimmy Garoppolo had went down to an ankle injury, uh, it was one of those situations where, okay, well, here we go again. Jimmy's getting injured, and, you know, you don't want to wish no ill will on any anyone. And I will honestly say that <laughs> and sometimes when a player, a starting player, you know, goes down to injury, and then you have a regional combine player that just steps up and get playing time on the field. You know, for me personally, because this is what I cover, and I want to see these guys successful. If they're successful, the players that come behind them that go through that same platform, those guys will get the confidence knowing that say, hey, if this particular player, if Kenny Moore is able to do it coming from you know from the small school, I can do it too. So the more visibility, the more opportunities that these players from the NFL Regional Combine get and do well in the field is only going to encourage other players 
who have to go through that platform knowing that they may have a chance to get to the NFL. And Nick Mullins is definitely one of those guys that he um, that actually went through the process and now is clearly being successful in the NFL. So when with all that being said, looking at the way how the 49ers are starting off the season, very strong. Um, they definitely represented the AFC very well in the Super Bowl last year when they went um, and played against the Kansas City Chiefs. Unfortunately, they lost. But someone got to lose. <clears throat> Excuse me, someone has to win. And the 49ers is their upcoming team. And Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely a good quarterback. Uh, but Nick Mullins has shown that he is perhaps probably the best backup in the NFL. The reason why you can look at Nick Mullins as being the best backup in the NFL is because of what he did in 2018. Um, 2018, Jimmy Garoppolo went down to an ACL, ACL injury, um, I believe, in week three of that season. And so C.J. Beathard, who was then the backup quarterback for the 49ers, he got the first crack at it. So he got the first crack at it, you know, being a starter for the 49ers, and he struggled mightily uh, for the team. You know, no other word, no other way to say it. But he did struggle, and so that, so that's when Kyle Shanahan said, well, we're going to have to go with this unknown, undrafted player from Southern uh, Miss um, that most people don't know about, but from what he had shown in practice, that this young man could actually be someone or something special for the league. So this is the best part um, of the whole situation when you're dealing with Nick Mullins. Now, when Nick Mullins took over the last eight games for the San Francisco 49ers in 2018, that's when – we started to really see how the game was starting to come to him. And that year he finished with 2,277 passing yards. Now with that season, that season, it gave him, he actually became the player in NFL history with the, um, the fourth most yards thrown by a quarterback in their first eight career games in NFL history. He's in some great company. The number one, Kansas City Chiefs, MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes was one of those players. New England Patriots quarterback Cam Newton was one of those players. And Andrew Luck, retired quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, he too was one of those players. So Nick Mullins was the guy, so to speak, that actually became the fourth player in NFL history that had the most yards thrown in his first eight games. So that says a lot. And so going into – the game with the New York Giants in week three, <clears throat> we pretty much knew, or I would say myself, knew that he was going to have himself a great game, which he did. And in that game, he was actually very poised, very calm, and clearly the 49ers wanted to establish the um, the running game. I mean, I wanted to establish the running game. And so they they was pretty much run-centric, wanted to, Nick Munnis to throw the balls to – the, um, to the pass catches to the running backs Then we keep it a short uh, passing game But Nick Mullins had other plans He actually went through all his progressions Progression after progression And he did not hesitate to throw against An up and coming good secondary That the New York Giants had So he went after those guys in that game Out of 36 attempts He completed 25 of those passes 3 for 343 yards The most touchdowns thrown from a quarterback from the NFL, uh, in the NFL in week three, and he did hook up with a touchdown pass in that game. So that was great. Also, in this game, he also made some more history 
in regards to the San Francisco 49ers. Mullins became the first 49ers quarterback since Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana to throw for 220-plus yards in nine straight starts. Joe Montana did it from spanning from 1985 to 1986. So he definitely is a great company, even with inside the house. But what was also impressive in regards to this game was that the 49ers was out, did not have 11 of their starters. 11 of their starters was, were out in this game. But yet he still went out there, did his thing as a leader on the field, be showing that he can be trusted under center until Jimmy Garoppolo gets healthy. Now, one thing I can say about the 49ers, they're not rushing Jimmy back to get back on that field because they know that they have someone that's very capable capable of leading this team. So continue to watch out for Nick Mullins. We're going to talk about this young man again later on, later on the show as we prepare for week four of the NFL. This is a locker talk. On the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. Now, another player to actually watch out for that had a, a good week, even watch out for him for the rest of the season, because this young man is going to do some great things. And you probably heard me talk about this young man many a times. Tight end Robert Tunyon for the Green Bay Packers. Now, Robert had put his put his dues in when he came through the process in 2017. He signed with the Detroit Lions. And then shortly after that, a year later, he wound up signing with the Green Bay Packers. But when he was in Green Bay, he actually sit behind Jimmy Graham, who was at that time big-time um, tight end, um, coming in off a trade with the um, New Orleans Saints, got him there, being that extra piece that, um, that Aaron Rodgers needed in the passing game. Jimmy uh, Graham did pretty good in Green Bay, but really didn't help them get over the hump. But during that whole time, Robert was sitting there patient, waiting for his opportunity to, to come. And then Robert waited for his opportunity to come, really finally shown in sparingly in the last two years. But this year, Jimmy is gone. Now Robert is his team. He is that tight end. He had his second start in week three. Now Robert caught every target in this game in week three when they played against the New Orleans Saints. He went five for five for 50 yards, and he had a touchdown. But what does not show up in Robert's game is his, his ability to be able to block. One of the good things about the Packers that they really have in a solid running game with Aaron Jones, but what also contributes to that offensive line is able to do as a blocking tight end. We really don't see too many blocking tight ends effective in the NFL. But this is something that you would start to see this young man. He's very smart. Each pass that he caught, he didn't try to make something out of it. He pretty much took what was given, got down, went out of bounds to make sure that he extended plays to keep making to make sure that Aaron Rodgers can still be able to go out and do what he had to do in the field as the leader of that team. So Robert did a great job in putting forth what he needed to do in the game so the Packers were able to be successful in that matchup. So good, solid performance for Robert in that game. And the touchdown pass that he caught – actually came late in the game with, with two minutes and four seconds left in the contest. The Packers lined up on second and goal from the Saints' one-yard line. Aaron Rodgers got the ball from under center, went in play action, rolled to his right. Tang was lined up on the edge, did a quick block, but he dipped out to his right. That's when Aaron Rodgers saw him wide open for a short touchdown toss. 
Aaron Rodgers had said after the game, quote, Bobby had a number of plays where we got him sliding, coming across the formation, did a really uh, did a really nice job, end quote, from Aaron Rodgers, talking about his newfound tight end. So watch out for this young man, number 85, for the Green Bay Packers. He's going to do some special, special things in the NFL down the road. So watch out for this guy, especially for this season. Also, to wrap up, week three, Adam Denon, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, he had three catches for 29 yards and a touchdown. Um, the, t- the end zone and, and um, Adam Denon are best friends. He's always going to find a way to get in um, across that goal line. And like he did in week three, also did in week one, looking for him to do that several more times this season. His teammate, fullback, C.J. Ham, he had a reception for 11 yards in that game. Now we want to jump right to the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears is having themselves a strong start this season. Um, not surprising, very strong start. And with Roy Robinson Harris, their defensive tackle, he was able to finish that game with two tackles. Very ferocious guy, a guy that will command double teams to help free up um, opportunities for, for Mack and those other defensive players to get to make plays on the quarterback and make plays down the field. Carolina Panthers wide receiver Seth Roberts spent a lot of time with the Las Vegas Raiders, spent time with the Ravens last year for one season. Now he's with the Carolina Panthers. He had two catches for 16 yards in that matchup. Also on the same, on that, in that same game, same, same team for the Panthers, rookie, def, uh, rookie defensive tackle, Brevian Roy, Roy, he had two stops in that matchup. This young man is really showing that he have a high motor. The game is not bent; it's not too big for him. He's able to keep pace very, very well uh, with um, everything with his uh, rookie season for the NFL. Kenny Moore, the second, had two tackles in his matchup last week, and he did finish with a sack also in that matchup. Got his first sack of the year. Kenny Moore is all over the field. This man can do it all. He has good hands. You know, he is opportunistic in catching those interceptions and all that great stuff. For the New York Jets defensive tackle, Kyle Phillips, he had a stop in that matchup as well. So continue to watch out for that number for that man, number 89, for the New York Jets. Yes, the New York Jets still have not won a game yet. Um, they are competitive, and Phillips is one of those guys that's being very competitive for that team. Can't wait to see Vincent Smith come back off of IR. Uh, for the Jets, he should be ready to uh, rock and roll in week five of the NFL. You listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDashboard.com. We're going to take a quick pause, come back, and we'll talk about what to look out for for week four and also talk about what the HBCU players did in week three. If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed. Welcome back to the uh, welcome back to Locker Talk 
on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. And make sure you guys tune in to check out the Donaldson Files with Tom Donaldson and Coco Koshny. Tom Donaldson and Coco Koshny discuss politics from the right and the left while giving you entertainment, news, and guests. Listen live every Tuesday and Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on the blog talk dot um, blogtalkradio.com blog slash L.A. Bachelor, and make sure you check those guys out every single day from um, 3 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the bachelornews.airtime.pro. Make sure you guys listen to the shows and continue to follow Bachelor News Radio Network. We're going places, folks. Okay, now, in terms of what the HBCU players did last week in the NFL, there, it wasn't too too much that happened with the players. However, there was still some good, exciting news in regards of the platform. But before we get into some of the news that happened during the week, uh, we definitely want to get on talk about something that was, you know, tough that happened. Um, running back for Chicago Bears, Tyree Cohen, is um, lost for the season due to uh, ACL injury. Um, this Titan, I like to say, from the North Carolina A&T, um, was really showing this season that he was really ready to take it, take it to the next level. Um, literally just about um, probably no more than two weeks ago, um, this young man was finally got an opportunity to make it big. He was able to finally bring that money home, so to speak. You know, he signed a three-year extension for $17.25 million dollars. With a guarantee, with guaranteed of nine million nine uh, nine million five hundred thirty three thousand, fully guaranteed. And that was a, just a few weeks ago in September, um, but in that game, in that matchup, he was really really high, um, starting off in that matchup. But unfortunately, the injury had happened late in the fourth quarter, midway in the fourth quarter, with nine minutes and eleven seconds left, when um, he was lining up for the punt. The ball was punted to him, and he signaled a fair catch with his right hand. So Falcons, Atlanta Falcons running back, Brian Hill, who was the gunner in that situation, was fighting off um, the blockers to get, to get down the field to make a stop. But when he was running, he was slightly grazed and um, touched from behind from Bears rookie defensive back Kendall Virtue, who gently touched Hill on his back. But Hill had fell to the ground, rolled into Cohen's um, um, leg, but actually rolled into his right knee, and that's when he dropped. If you go to locker-report.com and go to HBCU Ready and click on Week 3 NFL News for the HBCU players, there's a video of the injury on that article uh, with that breakdown. And when he went down, um, Hill, I mean Ty, um, um, Tyreek, was able to hop up, but he could not put pressure on his knee. And then all of a sudden you saw when he stopped on the field, and that's when his trainers helped him off the field from there. When he got caught it off, when I saw that play, I, I said, unfortunately, to my, I said to myself, yeah, he's done. Um, it was really sad. The, uh, the Bears are looking to compete for that division this year. Had a great comeback in that game, actually, when they was ready to make their comeback against Atlanta Falcons with the meltdown that they had. Uh, but um, um, Cohen went down to an injury, lost him for the season. Um, he was actually doing really well in that game. He had two carries for 21 yards and had three receptions for 20 yards. 
So he was being really active on that field, showing the poise, showing the class. So this all-pro return specialist, we, we pray for his speedy um, uh, recovery and look forward to seeing him back in 2021 of the NFL season. Well, we already know what Darius Leonard, uh, for the um, linebacker of Indianapolis Colts, he led his team in tackles with 11 in this matchup. That, he's already one of the top tacklers in the entire NFL. So continue to watch what he's doing with excellence on the field there. Now, as far as news-wise for the HBCU platform, um, we have a, a young man with um, Tamek Hemingway, tight end, who was with the Carolina Panthers last year, got signed to the practice squad of the Washington football team um, over the week. Now, um, Hemingway was a, uh, is a five-year veteran who was drafted – in the sixth round in the 2016 NFL draft by the Los Angeles Rams. So he was able to always find a job in the league. Um, but just recently being released not too long ago from the Carolina Panthers, he landed with a job with the Washington football team. Chad Williams from Grambling State um, University, he signed to the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad this week. Um, he was a third-round pick in the 2017 NFL Draft by the Arizona Cardinals, 98th overall, where he played for two seasons. He was with the Annapolis Colts last year, but when he was waived in August was when he was waived, when he was waived by the Indianapolis Colts in August. Shortly after that, it don't take talent um, to find don't take talent very long to find a, a job in the NFL, and clearly Chad Williams had the talent. Now he's on the practice squad with perhaps one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL. I do see this young man having an opportunity and getting some playing time this year. You know, he's that good. Um, the, 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 the Chiefs are always looking to bring in speedy guys to really open up their offense. So I wouldn't be surprised to see William on that field, on the active roster sometime soon. So that was the front for us with the HBCU players and how these guys did very, very well during week three of the NFL. Now, we'll turn our attentions to week four of the NFL. And there's a lot to get to for us with the players from the HB, I mean, from the players from the NFL Regional Combine. Now, we talked about Nick Mullins in week three. We're going to talk about his preview week four. And he have a primetime game Sunday night when the Philadelphia Eagles come to his house at Levi Stadium. Now, we recognize that Nick Mullins is a talent, a true quarterback in the NFL. Uh, we recognize that, that he is probably the best backup in the NFL. And as he gets more playing time, folks, he's going to really show that he can be a starter in this league. And now he's about to go up against a Philadelphia team that has not won a game yet, uh, it was close last week, going against the Bengals. That was a funny game. Uh, but they are right now 0-2-1 when they ended that game with the Bengals with a tie. Now, knowing that Jimmy had that first game under his belt um, this, um, last week in week three, knowing that there was no jitters there anyway, but he's in rhythm. He have a rhythm going into week four, going up against a Philadelphia team that has some talent on that defense side of the ball. Now, knowing that Let's have some good up-and-coming defensive backs, and, and Nick still went against those guys. He's going to do the same thing in the Philadelphia Eagles game. 
So you're going to hear a lot about Nick. I'm just giving you guys a heads up now. These guys are going to talk heavy about Nick in this game. They're not going to throw anything out there saying he's going to take Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo's job. No one is saying that. However, they're not going to rush Jimmy back because they have Nick. Um, do they believe that Nick can carry this team if Jimmy had to stay out even longer? Absolutely. No question about it. But this is right now uh, a job interview for Nick with other teams in the league that's looking for a quarterback. And if the 49ers don't come with the cash, I can see Nick Mullins going somewhere else, um, being a, a, a major fact, a major factor, factor for a team in the NFL as a starting quarterback. But that's not on Nick Mullins' mind um, coming through the process. Um, 2017, he's not worrying about that. This man is all, always worrying about making his team better and himself getting better. That was the sentiment that I got from him when I first met him um, in 2017 when he was at the workouts for the uh, regional combine in New Orleans. So look out for that young man. They're going to talk heavy about him Sunday night with Nick Mullins as he faced the Philadelphia Eagles. Also, just watch out for a good matchup. It may be a good head-to-head matchup. Chris Banjo, when the Carolina Panthers, uh, when my fault, when the um, Arizona Cardinals have to go to Carolina to face the Panthers, chances are he may have to go up against Seth Roberts a couple of times in this game. Now, Seth Roberts um, don't get as much playing time. It's more like a third down, I mean, third wide receiver option for the Panthers. And Chris Banjo plays safety. So it's not necessarily going to be lined up with Seth Roberts. But Chris Banjo played the deep ball very well. Roberts catch the ball deep very well. It's kind of reminiscent to last week when Chris Banjo and the Cardinals had to go up against the Detroit Lions expecting Marvin Hall Jr. to get some get some passes in the game. Hall did not get an attempt in that game, so we didn't get a chance to see that matchup. But I'm quite sure we're going to get the chance to see Seth Roberts and Chris Banjo um, meet in that field on Sunday. So make sure you guys watch out for that matchup. Now, as far as his defensive players, you know, they, of course, they're not going to meet each other on the field. But, however, one of these defensive players will make a play on the field. Talking about Indianapolis – um, Coach cornerback and Chicago Bears defensive tackle Roy Robinson Harris. Both of these guys are very good, very capable of changing the game. Let's see from one of these defensive players who's going to make that big play in helping that team win. The Jacksonville Jaguars go to Cincinnati. Two wide receivers in this matchup to watch out for. We have Keelan Cole for the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of their leaders out there. And then we have Mike Thomas, who just newly signed with the Bengals during the offseason. Of course, these guys are not going to meet each other on the field. However, both these guys have big play capabilities in them. Cole is a is starting to become a touchdown machine, a touchdown magnet, light fellow regional combine pioneer, um, Adam Thinlin. And then you have Mike Thomas, um, who is showing that he's really reliable on third down situations. He had his first NFL career, uh, first NFL career touchdown on week Tuesday. I mean week two. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do this Sunday when these two pioneers from the platform get on that field, show what they made of, showing that they can come through for their team and in, in need to be able to, you know, be able to have success in the league. Cleveland Browns 
Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Cleveland Browns do not have any players from the NFL Regional Combine on their roster, but the Dallas Cowboys do. But they primarily play on special teams. C.J. Godwin and kicker Greg Zerline. Greg Zerline was masterful, masterful uh, a couple of weeks ago against the uh, Falcons when helping the Cowboys come back in that awesome game as well. How he was perfect in all his field goals and extra point attempts. This Cleveland Brown game is going to be very interesting. Don't necessarily want to call it a shootout, but it's going to be one of those games where both their defenses play pretty good, um, pretty good um, in the red zone on short fields. So they're going to need the kicking game to be um, at its best. And I believe the Dallas Cowboys kicking game is clearly one of the best kicking teams in the NFL because Glenn Jordan has signed with them over the offseason. So a lot of the close games that the Cowboys would have had lost in the past due to probably a missed couple of kicks here and there, it won't be like that for 2020, folks. Watch out for Greg Zerline, that special teams for Dallas Cowboys, and those guys try to help edge out the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Seattle Seahawks, Miami Dolphins, two defensive players, Quentin Dunbar for the Seattle Seahawks and Nick Nienaham for the Miami Dolphins. Which one of these guys is going to make the big play for their squad so they can be able to make get a good win on the Seahawks' victory? <clears throat> excuse me. That the Seahawks, <clears throat> excuse me, can they still stay undefeated? Or can Miami Dolphins go 500 for the first time this season? Thank you guys for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Network, where you hear about NFL starts tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Support.com. Make sure you guys go to that site, check out that site, see strong content on the NFL. I like to say the NFL within the NFL. Make sure you guys tune in to BachelorNews.Airtime.Pro to listen to my show every day for an hour. Two back-to-back shows from 2 to 3 o'clock. So make sure you check out the show if you haven't missed it today on the Bachelor News dot airtime dot pro. Everyone stay safe. Everyone stay blessed. Enjoy week four in the NFL. I definitely will. Everyone stay tuned. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you for your time.